hey, welcome to This One Life. I'm your host, Carol Mix, and I'm so excited that you are here. If you haven't done so already, head on over and hit that follow button so that you never miss another episode. Today, I wanted to continue the conversation that we had from the previous podcast ahead of this one, where I was talking about my husband's surgery. And this was a big one for us. This was huge, actually. His fourth spinal fusion, his third neck fusion, right? Talk about like disruptive and freak you out all the way, right? And we had maybe like a seven week runway leading up to this surgery. So a lot goes down in seven weeks of waiting anticipatory for something that is so uncertain. Obviously, it's a good thing. How blessed are we that we live in a space where he can have this surgery? I mean, back in the time, I don't know what they would have done back in the day to him. (laughs) But here and now in the time that we live in with modern medicine, how lucky are we? But nonetheless, it doesn't make it any less uncertain or scary when you are waiting and now you're really, with seven vertebrae in your neck, three of them are now fused. Pretty damn scary. So you can definitely go into freak out mode. And for us, our pattern is to kind of cat scratch each other, fight and argue. Um, Definitely tension is very high. This is how we handled these types of situations in the past. This time, we did not have as much of that. It was absolutely minimized. We did have a couple of little spats. I mean, we're not perfect, but what we did was recover from them so much quicker. So I know that I'm not the only one here in this whole world that is struggling with scary things that are hard or stressful times and how do we manage ourselves during stressful times? How do we get through personally and take care of ourselves during times where there's high uncertainty or stress? So today I wanted to just share some of the insights from this time and hopefully in hopes that this will help you if you are either here or if you have something coming up or it just gives you food for thought on how you are managing and regulating yourself as you are living your life and running your business. So I will just dive right into the lessons so we can get to the good stuff. Now, how to stay connected and motivated when things are uncertain. I think that for the longest time, again, 26 years as an entrepreneur, And in our life, 15 years of a 15-year period, my husband had nine surgeries. Lots of uncertainty. And how do we stay connected to ourselves and stay motivated when things are uncertain? I know for myself, when it's uncertain, I shut down. I go into like kind of disconnect. I distract myself. Soothing or coping skills would be procrastination, it would be avoidance, it would be binge watching shows, which I did some and all of those things. It is not completely erased. I just didn't use those 100% as my only coping skills. I recognize it now and I'm aware of it. So the first idea or thought that I have for you is when things are uncertain or stressful in your life, how are you coping with it? right? What do your coping skills look like? Is there a good balance between what you know is like, dang, I should probably not be avoiding procrastinating and binge watching this show 
as much as I am. And at the same time, giving yourself permission to do so, because that's okay too. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. What are the other tools that you have in your arsenal to help yourself to stay connected and motivated? And for me, it's really being aware that this is what's going on. And for me, being connected is really understanding what it feels like inside of me and how am I coping with that? Am I eating my feelings or am I going and moving my body? Because I know I've got a lot of energy in here. I'm scared shit and I don't want to, you know, get into a fight or argue. I'm just going to go walk this out. I'm going to go move my body or I'm going to do the opposite. And I've been kind of revving high, so I need to kind of go down low and just hang out, chill. I need to just put my feet in the grass and relax. Maybe I need to just read a book and kind of escape into a book and sit there for a little while, right? What is it that I'm doing to get connected? And then on the other side of it is what are the things that I'm doing to stay motivated when fear is hijacking me? You know, what is it that you do when you have things going on in your personal life? You still have to show up to work. You still have to run your business. How do you stay motivated? That's a question to ask yourself because a lot of times we're so busy in our patterns and we're just doing the thing and we show up and we're not being as efficient or effective as we can be because we have this thing, this shadow over us, right? So just the awareness of what is it that I'm doing, you know, for myself, recognizing that I need to up my planning a little bit more and stay consistent with it daily, not just show up and put out fires in the workspace and call that a work day. It's so easy to do that, isn't it? Like we just go in there, do the things we know we've got to do, but how are we being intentional? So knowing that I'm being intentional on what projects I'm working on, knowing that I'm not going full out, that I do need to give myself more breaks and relax or give myself breaks in between so that I can stay connected to it and motivated. That was huge for me this time around because ordinarily I would just let things pile up, then I'm in overwhelm or I'm distracting myself sitting in social media. I'm not doing the things that I need to do. Again, this is not to say that that didn't happen. Of course it happened, but it didn't happen as often because I was aware of it and consciously working on it. Another part of this was really recognizing what my nervous system was doing. In the last year and a half, I have invested heavily in my own coaching and really learning about how to care for my nervous system and nervous system regulation. Also, what does nervous system dysregulation look like in me? We all have different bodies. We all manage and cope with things very differently. So understanding and knowing your own body and how it is dysregulated and how to regulate it is key. And that nervous system regulation to not lose my shit in the scariest moments, that didn't come because I looked it up the day before the surgery. It's because I've had a practice all this time. I've had an awareness all this time. So this is a really, really great place for you to become proactive, is really begin to understand your nervous system and how to regulate it and what that looks like and what does dysregulation mean and what does that look like because it's a game changer when you are in scary moments or stressful times. 
Or you don't even need to be totally stressed out in order to understand and tap into your own inner knowing and wisdom of your own body. It's like, how did I get to be 50 years old and not be aware of what my nervous system is doing and how it is controlling everything that's going on within my body? It's so fascinating, but that's the nerdy side of me. But for yourself, do you understand your nervous system? Do you understand like what it is that you're doing and how you're coping, how you're soothing it, how you're attending to your own needs in that way? whether it is in your life or in your business. You know, these are important things to consider in both places because we do become dysregulated in our businesses. Go ahead and try and raise your prices and then put that offer out there and watch what your body does, right? That right there, your nervous system is telling you what it is and how you learn to cope with it and manage it and attend to it is key in order for you to step forward confidently, to step forward and be successful in even the small goals that are big pushes or edges of your comfort zone. When you are working in partnership with your nervous system, that's when it all feels so much better. You feel so much more powerful. So for myself, sitting in that hospital in Boston for eight to 10 hours waiting through that surgery by myself, absolutely I was stressed and nervous and freaking out and anxious. But at the same time, I knew how to cope. I knew how to soothe myself. I knew how to keep myself where I wasn't in total just panic for all of that time by myself waiting. I could manage and cope and be present for me and not freaking out. And that felt so good. So that was a huge lesson for me to say, huh, you know what? This last year and a half of me becoming aware and then practicing really paid off because when I really needed to tap that resource, the well was full for me. I could access it quickly and I could stay there for a sustained period of time as opposed to I'm brand new to this practice. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm losing my shit. And now how do I deal with it? So all of these things are important. And I'm going to say this several times throughout this episode of creating a practice around it. And this is what we're doing in the downtime, in the neutral time, when things are not freaking out, when we are figuring out, you know what, um, it's in the normal day-to-day, the habits that you have in your normal day-to-day, how will they pay off for you when crisis does hit? And these are things that I'm always thinking ahead of and making sure that I have them in place so that when the hard things or the hard days or the storm comes, I'm not completely dismantled. I've already lived my life like that for like more than half of my life. I've lived that way. I have zero, zero desire to continue to live that way. So all of these practices and awarenesses are key to the day-to-day living And that will help save your ass in the end. (laughs) So that is one of the biggest lessons that I'm seeing through all of this. Another practice or another insight was managing my mindset. You know, again, I am not a waiter. I do not wait well for anything, let alone seven weeks of that anticipatory 
like uncertainty that was going to come from having that surgery. I mean, obviously we're hoping and praying that the best will come out and the best outcome happened. And it absolutely did like knock on wood, right? We're knocking on wood, but you know, you, it's so unseen, it's unknown. You don't know. So you are waiting for that seven weeks. So this managing your mindset and really being aware of the thoughts and the stories and the beliefs and the meanings that you're creating, it's, you know, making sure that when you are setting time to pay mind to these things, that you are doing the work that it takes in order to change those stories to see other different, more empowered perspectives, as opposed to staying in the defeat of it, or going over and over in your head with catastrophe. And I'll tell you from years and years of having, you know, severe panic and anxiety, those thought loops that do push you into that overwhelm or that massive panic attack or anxiety, that is something that little by little, that is not just recent years, but it is work to listen in to those thoughts and then be able to offer yourself a different perspective. So how are you managing your mindset in the day-to-day, right? In the small ways, because when it comes to an amplified space where you've got to tap that resource, how much do you have in there available for you to tap? If you're not thinking about it on the day-to-day and then you show up and shit is falling apart on you, then obviously that's not going to be a space where you can tap and utilize that resource for yourself. So infusing this into your day is important, right? What are some mindset practices that you have? What is it that you're doing to listen in and to hear and to correct those conversations or I don't want to say correct, but adjust or shift them, right? There's no right or wrong thoughts, I suppose, unless they're harmful. But what is it that you're doing to ensure that you are putting positive mind feed in, in a world where we're just bombarded with some straight up crazy, right? So guarding that mindset and managing it is key. Another piece that I noticed for myself or another lesson that came in was really this time to myself and time to focus, two totally different things. This time to myself of really just putting it on the calendar and having that time for myself. And there was a time in my life where I thought, well, gee, isn't that just greedy? Like, who do you think you are? We're in the middle of a crisis. And what are you doing over here with yourself doing things that are fun or things that are joyful or happy? Like, you can't do that. I can't even believe I thought that thought. And Maybe you're thinking that thought, right? When you're in the middle of a marathon, now isn't the time to pull your ass over and pick the daisies, friend, but yes, it is. (laughs) I am here to say yes, it is, because if you are not resting and recharging or rejuvenating, then absolutely, you're going to potentially not make it through that marathon or make it through that really hard time or you'll be burnt out or just barely freaking surviving. And that's just no way to be able to go through life, A, or the thing that you need to be there and have your head about you for. You know, so this for me looks like, it's funny, I had this 
grand idea in my head that I've always wanted a cutting garden of flowers, right? I wanted flowers, big, gorgeous. Of course, I've got these grand ideas of these estates in England where these massive cutting gardens are so full of blooms and so beautiful. Well, again, I mentioned I'm not a waiter. I don't like to wait. <laughs> and that is something that through the years, um, I don't know that I was in the past a great tender of gardens either. I did not attend to things the way that I do now. I didn't have the time, first of all, kind of like all these children. And you know what? Maybe that's a limiting belief. Maybe I just didn't make that a priority. And I think that that's probably more of a truth. It was not a priority for me to do that. And I had other things that were going on in my life. So I never had that. But this year I got into gardening. My oldest son got me into gardening. Isn't that crazy? But... I said, you know what, what if I did container gardens and I made smaller cutting, a smaller cutting garden. And now it's just this miniature little teacup that I am making arrangements in. And it is just the most delightful, adorable thing that makes me so happy. So this is part of me working on just the one small thing for myself where it's not a level 10 of tasking and doing, doing, but rather it allows me to step into my creative space. It allows me to practice my breathing. So this is where I'm practicing nervous system regulation. I'm practicing, you know, looking at different angles of it or cutting different flowers, growing and caring for this small, smaller type of garden and it's so fun. I'm having so much fun. There's so much happiness there. So if I'm not stepping into that in some way, shape, or form, and I just stay fully maxed out in the stress area, I'm going to be burnt out, especially after seven weeks. We're in this for the long game, and I know that. So are you. So what ways in your life can you set time for yourself where you're doing things that bring you pleasure? Maybe it doesn't have to be a teeny tiny teacup garden that you're making for yourself. Maybe you just want to read a book. Maybe you just want to sit out in the sun. Maybe you just want to put your feet out in the grass or go for a walk. These are the things that I've been doing and practicing so that when it comes time that I need a space, a safe space for me to escape how heavy or hard life is feeling, I don't have to go take a massive vacation. I don't have to go do big grand gestures, but rather it's already incorporated into my life and I'm practicing it. This is something that will pay off dividends in your relationship with yourself, with your relationship with others. In the relationship with yourself, you're showing yourself that you show up for you. You matter. You're important, even though crisis is going on and you can't control it. It's a storm. It's out of control and you can't control it. What you can control is what you're doing for you. So how are you stepping into that agency of self? And then that will flow over into your relationships. You're so much better of a better of a person and showing up in a better, stronger way when you have met your own needs first and it feels good. You're, you have some sort of space available that you can give as opposed to pouring from that empty cup, as they say, right? And then the time to focus, having deliberate time for my business and actually sticking to it. 
And I say this not to be sarcastic because I myself, I love the planning. I love the planning of things. The hard part is the doing. (laughs) I'm distracted. I am all over the place. I want to do all the other things or I'm being pulled in a hundred different directions. So it's one thing to make a plan and it is another to do the dang thing, breaking it down into the smaller steps and then having your daily action steps. So doing that, taking the time to do that for myself, had my business not feel this at all. And that's a really great thing. Actually, I made some tremendous changes in my business that were super powerful during this seven-week period. I'll share that in another episode, but totally changed my connection to my business, my relationship with my business, and how I'm showing up in my business. All powerful changes that were in a really good way, as opposed to in the past, this would totally hijack me. I would be half-assing it, barely showing up and fully stressed out and trying to manage what it is that I'm doing in my business, which the business that I'm in, from being a life and business strategist with other business owners, nobody wants a stressed out, unavailable coach or strategist working by their side. They don't want that. Nobody wants that. So I'm not going to show up that way. And by my creating those time blocks on my calendar, showing up and following through with my plan, that helped my business stay right on the path without a hiccup through all of this. And that felt really good. Now on the business side of things, again, like I said, the planning, the journaling, the staying organized, knowing my priorities, that means knowing the targets and the goals that I need to work on, whether it's quarterly, monthly, weekly, daily, and then breaking them down into simple steps. That planning pays off every single time, but the follow through is what is key. So do you do this for yourself? Is this something that you have infused into your work or into your business? If it's not, then that is something to consider putting in now. That way, if there comes a time where something crops up, something comes up, you're not going to be knocked off your feet. You're going to have the reserves that you need. It's almost kind of like a deposit into that bank or into your investment accounts, right? If you think about it. And I think that we need to make those deposits into ourselves daily so that we do have the reserves that we can tap when we need them. So I think that that's the biggest takeaway. I didn't even write that down for myself. That's coming out right here, right now. But it is. um, That is what I found is by my showing up daily for those deposits or for those daily actions when things are not crazy What are the habits that I have that are creating those reserves for myself, whether it's coping, whether it is how I'm able to manage and attend to what it is that I need, all of those things paid off. And it was so cool to see that I was able to come through this really stressful time and I I did pretty dang well. Again, I wasn't perfect and I'm not here for that. I am going to learn from all of those pieces that were imperfect. Hell yes, I binge watched some things and hell yes, I ate my feelings. And yes, we did have arguments. We are out here living life all like everybody else. But 
The good news is, is I didn't stay stuck in the pattern. I didn't stay stuck in the loops or, you know, weeks of anger and just more stress on top of the stress didn't happen because I was proactive in all these other spaces. So I hope that this is helpful. I hope that one of these or all of these ideas are A, relatable, and B, I hope that they give you some idea or insight that you can take away and start to infuse into your life and your business so that you are prepared and you feel a little bit better if you are going through a hard time because it's hard enough to go through the hard time without dealing with all the bullshit that goes along with it because we're not attending to ourselves and we're stressed out, burnt out, and just barely surviving. We're not here for that. So again, I hope this helps you and serves you in some way today. And with that, I'm going to leave you the way that I always leave you. Wherever you are today, let's make this one day meaningful. Let's make it magical. And above all else, make this one day matter. All right, go on out there, go get it. You know what? I don't even know that we need to make it happen here, but rather consider which pieces you will take and bring into your life as a practice. Every day in a small way, what can you practice so that you have the reserves that you may need if the time shall come for you? All right, take care of yourself. I'll see you on the next episode.